Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Six. And Father, the general theme of our last month's worth of episode or so has been the human dignity is infinite. And that it is not something that you can say one person is better than another person or even a million people is better than this one person. The fence of the human life and human dignity is the ultimate crux and it's the starting point of of the basis of the faith and we've gone through examples kind of discussing what that is and we ended the last episode by talking about how part of it is is of parents is to be together to raise children that are to summarize what you're saying essentially acceptable to society because we are making the next barriers of society and one of the important elements of that was the two parents have to be smart and the two parents together will counterbalance each other to keep themselves from being idiots and doing things wrong. And that's going to mean something different in every situation to every listener out there. And I understand that. So where I wanted to, to bring up the, the point was that, yes, inevitably people will continue to go down a correct route. You know, they see something that's working, they will keep going. But also, inevitably, we all do something that's wrong. And sometimes there's a tendency, either out of pride, arrogance, shame, um, or all other kind of bad things that you kind of dig in and hide in a wrong decision. And then it tends to compound and just get worse. And... To bring this back to the point from the last conversation that the liturgy is supposed to be a gateway for the family, the thought that I had was the first thing we do, or one of the first things we do rather during the Mass, is to acknowledge that we mess up and and to ask for forgiveness. And that seems to be um, obviously necessary. Because on a certain level, starting from the point of infinite dignity, everyone is worthy of forgiveness. Now, on another level, you have the argument that's saying, but the action is unforgivable. So you have a little bit of a immovable object and a you know unstoppable force situation there. So knowing about how important forgiveness is within our family dynamics and by extension, our global society dynamics. I think that starting there, especially after having the last podcast ending on discipline, would be a a good starting point to move forward in this conversation. Yeah, it certainly is a a critical principle that's very central to our faith, the theme of forgiveness. The very centerpiece of of our faith as Christians is is Christ, whose life culminated on the cross. So the cross, which is the symbol of Christianity, would have to be considered the centerpiece. Jesus spoke seven words on the cross. One of them was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Unimaginable that on the cross, as he was being crucified, executed unjustly as a falsely accused criminal, having made himself equal to God, who he in fact was, 
that he would be able to forgive from that place. At the very heart of our faith is forgiveness. The mystery of the cross and resurrection, the Paschal mystery, is represented in the Pascha, in the Passover meal, which we now celebrate as the Eucharist, the Last Supper. And at the Last Supper, Jesus said, take this all of you and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. So we really see at the heart of the faith is forgiveness. And uh, forgiveness obviously is, is oriented toward reconciliation. Reconciliation is mutual forgiveness. Reconciliation takes the agreement of two people. And obviously for us all to be one, as the Father and the Son are one, requires reconciliation. And so uh, that is the ultimate fruit of Christianity is to bring everybody into one in Christ as he prayed at that same Last Supper, Father, that uh, they may be one as you and I are one. And reconciliation is the ultimate fruit. Unity is the ultimate fruit that requires uh, mutual forgiveness. And so we really see that at the heart of it. But mutual forgiveness starts with individual forgiveness. It starts with my choice to forgive someone else. I can let go of the offense, the rights that I have caused by the offense that somebody else has given me and that I hold in my heart. And I can let go of that. <laughs> There's a, a wonderful ministry called Unbound and. Uh, in part of the teaching for Unbound, Neil Lozano goes through 15 reasons why people don't forgive. And that's an hour-long talk, and maybe we can break it into several podcasts. But anyway, I'll just refer to those. There are a number of reasons that we don't forgive. Uh, and sometimes, well, I like to say this one because it's sort of the most dangerous misunderstanding of what I'm saying. Uh, if we have the idea that forgiveness is the same as saying it's okay, or it doesn't matter, or that I ought to enter back into an abusive, damaging relationship, that's not what forgiveness means. But forgiveness means I'm going to stop hating in my heart. It means I'm going to let go of the offense and not brood over it. I'm not going to uh, hold a grudge or hold resentment or look for opportunities for revenge. I'm going to let go of it. Now, again, prudently, I may need to say, this is an unhealthy relationship. It's not good for me or this other person to enter back into it, but I'm not going to hold it against them. And if the person, in fact, came seeking reconciliation, I would be ready to give that reconciliation to them. We have a seminarian right now. Uh, whose son was killed in a car accident by a, I think he was drunk, the uh, the person in the other car, and he was convicted of manslaughter. And uh, the boy was something like nine years old, something in that range, nine, 10 years old. And uh, this man was obviously devastated. It, it, I forget if he was already divorced at this point. Anyway, the, the marriage uh, obviously was not helped by the by the death of the son and just really damaged his life so badly. Well, he went to the sentencing hearing and spoke on behalf of this man 
saying that he had forgiven him, that he prayed for him, that he believed in the power of Christ to redeem and to heal, that that was his hope for him, that he hoped he wouldn't be punished any more than was simply uh, you know, necessary for him to bring about his conversion. Uh, and you know, anyway, just beautiful. The judge was actually so moved, said it was the most moving thing that she had ever experienced in her courtroom in some 40 years or 30 years as a judge. You know, that is a sterling example of Christianity. <laughs> Amazing. So that's the kind of thing that that is uh, really so much at the heart of our Christian faith is working on forgiveness. Now, I've just focused on the giving forgiveness end which is something that's within our power uh, to do. We don't need to wait for someone else. That's another reason that people don't forgive sometimes is they make it conditional. Well, I'll forgive as soon as this person does this or says this or asks for this or whatever. No, we can forgive before then. We don't need to make it conditional based on what somebody else does. We can choose to let go of that offense in our hearts. We can't. We don't have the power to do it on our own as humans, we need the power of God. And so that's why we do these things in the name of Jesus. That's why we pray. Uh, sometimes it's hard even to take that first step, but we can pray, Lord, I want to forgive. Please help me to forgive. I know it's better for me to forgive. Um, I can't do it on my own. I need your help. Please give me your grace. So we do these things with the power of God. Jesus poured out his blood for the forgiveness of sins him forgiving us, but also for us to be able to forgive others so that we can really pray in him and he can pray in us, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So he really empowers us to do that. We need, we need the power of Christ to be able to offer forgiveness, especially in such terrible uh, experiences or situations. And then that has a natural reverse that in, in the same way that I rec recognize it's important for me to forgive, I recognize how important it is for me to be forgiven. I realize it's important for somebody else, and sometimes they can be helped by my asking for forgiveness. I also need to humble myself and admit my own failures. I'm, I am a sinner, and I do make mistakes, and sometimes I, I willfully make mistakes, and I need to confess those to God for his forgiveness, but I also need to seek the forgiveness of those I have offended, those I've hurt in whatever way, and uh, to humble myself and ask for forgiveness is a beautiful step toward reconciliation. Again, that's the, the ultimate fruit of Christianity is that we can all be one in Christ. And so I can take that step by humbling myself and saying, you know, when I treated you this way, when I said this to you, when I uh, brushed you off, when I rejected you, when I was offensive and rude to you, when I judged you and condemned you, I was wrong and I'm sorry. Or even I did these things, I know why I did these things, but I can see now that I made a false judgment. I misunderstood. I, I didn't treat you in the right way. I didn't treat you with respect according to your human dignity. Um, I belittled you, I reduced you to your own failures or the ways that you had offended me, and I'm wrong. I I'm sorry for that, and I want to move forward in a new way together. And to be able to say that is powerful and can have an, an incredible impact. Our, our world has gotten stuck in many ways because we're just unwilling to admit our own failures 
unwilling to say, okay, well, even maybe I, maybe I believe in what I said, or I see how you offended me, but the way that I dealt with it, yelling at you, belittling you, insulting you, that was not the right way to deal with it. I did that out of my hurt, my defensiveness, but it was wrong, and I'm sorry. And I'd like to work through this. I feel like you also misunderstood me, but I'd like to work through this. You know, those kinds of conversations are, are powerful and really do a lot, not only to move things back to a kind of stable place, but even to form deeper bonds of, of intimacy and friendship. Uh, when married couples, who should be experts at forgiveness, when married couples are able to do that, wow, it just deepens their relationship as they become more vulnerable and more humble with each other, as they become more honest and, and really turn their hearts inside out and share that with each other. Wow, beautiful. We just really see the fruits of that in marriages that are like that. So yeah, forgiveness is uh, something that we've got to work on as Christians. It's, a, it's an amazing gift. So we kind of identified the issue and the situation there. Why don't we try to dig into the, the harder part of, of a little bit of how. I mean, you, you kind of started with the explanation there of it's going to require you to be humble, to acknowledge you did something wrong, and to ask for it. The other part of it that humble, humbleness sometimes is missed on that we dis, we discussed back before on the humble one is that humble means that you all you know that you're not more important than someone else but on the other side of the spectrum it also means that you realize you yourself are important and i think that through the nature of life uh, maybe it's because the whole opposites attract thing happens that people who are on the two extremes end up pairing together and then there's a missing element there where no one, the, the one thinks they can walk all over the other and vice versa. And it's just not a good situation. So why don't we kind of dive into, you know, how you actually forgive? I mean, cause, cause obviously we've addressed that it's important. It's something that we need. It's how we can bring healing into the world. Um, you know, you didn't explicitly say it, but the implication that I got from you there that, forgiving someone is giving out a grace it is a form of being holy here on earth so with the power that comes from that let's dive into to how we can do that as we're approaching the end of today's episode hmm. i love your summary of humility that was so good um not so just uh, tying in with that same theme we've been looking at you know i have an infinite dignity my infinite dignity is not more or less than somebody else's. I'm not more important than. I'm also not less important than. <laughs> and uh, so that's a, that's a beautiful way to say that. So, yeah, uh, how do we, you know, and again, there's two sides of this. How do we forgive is one side. How do we seek forgiveness is the other side. Um, and both are, uh, both are very important. And you know, again, on in terms of forgiving, it doesn't, you know, it's still there. We still recognize the offense that was there. Um, we were offended. In a sense, we have some right, you know, under some kind of punitive justice 
I have some right to whatever, uh, hurt the other person or something or, or withhold something from the other person, but I'm going to give that right up and say, I forgive. I'm going to let something go. I'm not going to punish in return. Again, with that caveat, it doesn't mean that we pretend like nothing happened or that we just trust someone unconditionally who is not trustworthy. That's not good for the, the other person as well as for ourselves. But I'm not going to hold on to that grudge. I'm not going to hold on to that resentment in my heart. We forgive best from uh, from a place from the place of pain. So as we go back to, and that's why it's also really helpful to be explicit in forgiveness. And this is again, it, I'm I'm really reiterating the teaching that I got from Unbound. I just found Neil Lozano's presentation of this to be the most thorough and uh, effective presentation of it that I've ever come across. So I'm reiterating a lot of those points. If our listeners want to go and look that up, uh, Unbound is a book and it's a whole series of teaching, heartofthefather.com. So forgiving from the place of pain. So it's it's helpful to really name it. And, uh, you know, we might want to say something like uh, maybe our our spouse flew off the handle and said something uh, really offensive, threatening, uh, cut us off, you know, and so we want to be able to pray in the name of Jesus, I forgive my spouse for insulting me, for putting me down, for making me feel like a bad person, for, you know, and the more that more precisely we can name that to kind of name the pain is really helpful. Uh, and that when we, otherwise it becomes a little bit abstract. We sort of have the pain over here and we have the forgiveness over here and they don't really have anything to do with each other. Uh, sometimes I, I hear people say, oh yeah, I forgave him. Oh, okay. Well, you forgave him for what? Well, you know, I just forgave him. <laughs> like they don't even want to say what they, because they know if they said it, it would bring up all the pain again. Well, we got to forgive from the place of pain. That's so important. I'm really going to, because what it does is it lets Jesus in there. And that's why we always forgive in the name of Jesus also. In the name of Jesus, I forgive my mother for the ways that she, you know, for the time that she forgot about me, that she left me in the supermarket and I was terrified and I felt like I was uh, going to be abandoned and, you know, whatever. Uh, to really name that and to get into that pain, to let Jesus into that and then release it in forgiveness. All of that's going on there. So that's in terms of offering forgiveness. And again, doing that from the pain in prayer is, is very effective. And so then I'm in a better position to, I don't have to reiterate all of that necessarily to the person themselves because my goal is not to make them feel bad. Sometimes we can use forgiveness as a kind of passive aggressive weapon. Uh, I forgive you for hurting me so much, for making me feel terrible, you know, for neglecting me and the way that you stared me down and the terrible thing, you know, you can hear the sort of anger rising and a little bit of venom coming out. And that's, you know, forgiveness is not a, a subtle weapon to hurt people with. And so that's why it can be very helpful to do that in prayer. Not that it's 
bad to express some of those emotions, but we just want to be careful about our motives. Am I really doing that to forgive or am I doing that to hurt the person and get my revenge? Uh, so that's, again, in terms of offering forgiveness. And then we may or may not want to express it to the person. Uh, sometimes it's important for them to know because they know that we had an offense and that we had we were holding something out uh, because they hurt us. We know they hurt us. They know we know they hurt us. Then sometimes it's useful to actually say to the person, you know, I was having a, uh, a time in prayer. I was listening to our podcast, Father and Joe, and Father gave me this wonderful advice, and I decided to try it out in prayer. And wow, I was really able to release that. And um, I, I was really hurt by some things that you said, but I, I let Jesus into that, and I really want to start over again. You know, and so then there's an invitation to reconciliation. Uh, and, and I want to let go of this and I want to uh, kind of rebuild our relationship. Would you be willing to take a step with me in rebuilding our relationship? You know, it's a beautiful, humble way to, to look at that. So uh, that's on the forgiveness end. On the receiving forgiveness end, it can be a similar process. You know, maybe, maybe because somebody told us. They said, you know, you really hurt me when you said this. and Or maybe it's just after the fact we realize, gosh, I really should not. Boy, I really, uh, uh, well, and I feel the pain and I feel the resistance uh, in, in my own heart because I've pushed them away and I hurt them in the process. And I feel the regret that's there and I feel guilty. And then coming to the person and just being able to say, and, and again, you know, we want to, really leave people free. Sometimes we can ask forgiveness in a way that's manipulative and say, you know, uh, I did this. I really need you to forgive me. Or you know, if you were a real Christian, you would forgive me. Well, if we've, if we've extracted the forgiveness from someone, then we haven't, we've undermined our own process. Uh, if we really want to reconcile, then we have to ask humbly and we have to let the person be free. And so it's going to be something more like, I know what I did to you is really wrong. I totally understand why you were offended by that. And I understand why you've taken your distance from me. And I totally respect that. And if you don't want to have a relationship going forward, I understand that. And I don't blame you. Um, I want to tell you that I did come to an awareness of why I was wrong. And I really want to take some steps forward in healing our relationship. And so I want to ask your forgiveness and I'll give you time to process that. So sometimes it helps even to write an email or write a letter to give the person some space and uh, help them to, um, you know, be able to move to a place of freedom in, in forgiving us or, or in a conversation, we might express all of that, but say, I know you might need some time. And uh, so I'm just, just know that I'm available. And let me know if you want to talk and if I can, if I'm not getting it and I'm missing some points of why it was so hurtful to you and I did even more than I realized, I want to know that, you know. So those are, those are some ways that we can move forward with asking for forgiveness and, and offering forgiveness. Beautiful. And, and we hope that today's episode does help those who listen to it here. And we hope that you can help spread the word of it. Tell some friends about it. We have been growing a lot, and it's all because of word of mouth. So we thank everyone for being with us, and we'll be with you again here next week.